The Ask Theory podcast shines the spotlight on Pinoy scientists from various scientific disciplines. Listen to some of the country's best scientific minds as they explain what they do in simple terms and share fascinating stories of how they got into science, the incredible things they've learned about the world around us, and so much more. Hi, Doc Alex. Welcome to the Ask Theory podcast. Thank you for the invite and hello to all the listeners out there. Si Doc Alex ay isang close friend ko outside of yung science discussions, outside of our professional lives. He's a very good friend of mine. So, Doc Alex, can you tell us a bit about your work? Tell us a bit about yourself and your path towards falling in love with science. Okay, so I am a physician. So, ang work ko talaga is uh, as a doctor and... My specialty or my training as a doctor is into family medicine. When you talk about family medicine, it is specific on primary care. So marami kasing klaseng doctors, pero ang specific sa family medicine, actually, family and community medicine yung tawag, lalo na sa amin sa, nag-train sa PGH, yun ang tawag sa amin, eh, sa family and community medicine. So when you talk about family and community medicine, you deal with primary care. That is the main focus of a family medicine doctor. As a doctor, you know, I really want to help people. And what I like about primary care, it is more on the first contact and having a close relationship with the patient in a holistic way. At the same time, you tackle more on the preventive aspect of medicine. So most of the time you'll see primary care doctors sa mga clinics. Sila yung nami-meet mo sila. Although we do hospital work, pero ang primary focus kasi ng isang primary care physician is the doctor will help guide you, support you para hindi ka magkaroon ng mga mga sakit at hindi ka ma-admit sa hospital. So as much as possible the primary care doctor will help you focus on the preventive aspect of your health. So It is an holistic approach of health. At the same time, what's nice about family medicine, my community and public health aspects. So compared to the doctors who are very focused in the hospital work, a primary care physician not only focus on the health of one person, it also has a focus on the community. And may halo rin siyang public health. I love doing this kasi parang aside from addressing individual health issues, you learn naman that a lot of the health causes may factor yung public. That's why may tinatawag na social determinants of health because there are factors in the society, in the culture, in the environment, in the even political that can affect uh, one's health. And that is something na may involvement ang isang primary care physician. Pagdating sa science, I really love science. It's my favorite subject. Maraming doctors, mahina sila sa math. So, like my favorite subject is ano, biology. A lot of doctors who love biology, they, in high school, yun ang tinitake nila. Ano, as a career in their in the work, as a in profession, is being a medical ano, doctor. Yeah. Ang ganda. You were able to give us a good picture of ano ba ang ginagawa ng isang doctor na trained in family medicine. Siguro if you could capture your mission as a doctor, na, nabanggit mo naman that you really want to help people, pero kung makakapture mo siya in one sentence, what would be your mission as a medical practitioner? Well, in one sentence, 
<laughs> addressing one's health in a holistic way, but also addressing public health. So addressing individual in a holistic way and addressing public health. Ako, yung usapang public health na yan, we've been hearing that term ever since the start of the pandemic actually. Like the concept of public health feeling ko mas na-elevate siya ever since nangyari yung COVID-19. Kasi a lot of people started talking more about how our actions as a community nga and all of these other factors influence the health of people here in the Philippines. And hindi naman stranger ang Philippines, tayo mga Pilipino sa mga problemang public health. I remember I had a guest doctor, si Dr. Edri Alcanzare, and he talked a lot about dengue in the Philippines and how it became a public health issue and why it's not just a public health issue, which naalala ko yun dalabangit mo kanina, even politics is a factor, actions of the citizens, yung decision-making, these are all factors. And you mentioned some of the good things that you can think about when you practice or when you are trained in family medicine. Pero siguro curious ako, dahil nung bata ako, I wanted to be a doctor. Siyempre, pag bata ka, ang dami mong mga pangarap, gusto mong maging scientist, gusto mong maging doctor, ganyan, pilot, etc. Pero as a kid, parang yung concept of family medicine, hindi siya parang, ay, gusto ko maging surgeon. Or, ah, gusto kong mag-specialize ako sa sakit sa puso. So, bakit magtitrain ng isang tao as a family medicine doctor as opposed to, for example, a cardiologist or a neurosurgeon? Okay, so... When we were kids, ang iniisip mo pagdating sa family medicine doctor, I'm, I, in my ano ha, in my age ha, I'm not sure kung those who are younger at saka ano, or uh, pagdating sa Yukail. Pero sa age ko, pag sinabi mo kasi yung family doctor, sila yung doctor na pumupunta sa bahay and kung may sakit ka, yun yung parang impression mo sa family doctor. When I was a kid, ganun rin yung parang impression ko with the family doctor. And when I was a kid, palagi iniisip na cardiologist, pulmo, radiologist, mga surgeon, parang ganun yung perception, which is, it is prevailing in the Philippines until now that is being addressed by our government. Uh, we can explain that later. Pero when I was in medicine, I'm not a big fan of parang addressing very severe medical condition. Like yung palagi nasa hospital that sobrang may sakit and seeing so many deaths and I was thinking that there are so many factors that can be prevented. Man, there's a lot of frustration that you can see na if only na address lang niya itong mga ano, yung health niya, hindi siya magkakasakit at hindi siya mamamatay. So I learned about family medicine a lot if you study the how is medicine practiced in many countries. In many countries, each family or each community has a family medicine doctor, which is parang yun ang plano rin ng ating government with the universal healthcare. Actually, kung titingnan mo yung universal healthcare, it's really pang family medicine talaga yun, yung concept niya. Now, in one barangay, they will assign one doctor who will see the whole community. Mayroon siyang sariling pasyente doing annual physical checkup, mga seeing kung hypertension or high blood pressure control, you're checking your diabetes, ganun sa ibang countries. If you look at universal healthcare that we can talk about more later, yun ang gusto nila mangyari. They would like to copy the UK, the NHS concept, they would like to copy the Thailand. E kasi ang problem dito in the Philippines, if you have a chest pain, ang automatic iniisip mo ay go to, to see a cardiologist. Pero there are so many problems na baka hindi lang naman sa heart yung problem, baka muscle lang yung problem niya sa chest. So, ganun, no? So, in perspective in our country, is always the specialist perspective. Wala pa tayo sa primary care 
family medicine perspective, unlike in the other countries, you can only go to a cardiologist if you are referred to a primary care physician. So parang yun ang gusto mangyari ng dito sa Philippines through the universal healthcare. If you want to be reimbursed by PhilHealth, kailangan mo muna tumingin sa primary care physician. Hindi ka marireimburse ng PhilHealth kung dumiretso ka agad sa cardiologist. So parang ganyan yung concept, no? It's been done in so many countries. Unfortunately, our country is a specialist, uh, parang puro specialist yung ano, sa country natin yung perspective na hindi nawala yung primary care. And, and in the science-wise, ito yung mga tinatawag namin to sa, there's an American family physician who talked in our convention. Because we're in a science podcast. In the future, lahat ng doctor is a family medicine physician. So, let's make an example. Star Trek. <laughs> oh, 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 In Star Trek, there is only one doctor. Yeah, on board, no? Oh. Oh, there's only one doctor on board and he knows everything. Ganon sa future. One doctor knows everything. He has all the tools and he's the, ano. So, the future of medicine is a family physician. Uh, meron lang siya maraming machines. Pipindot-pindot lang siya. Then, parang he knows everything na, ano. So, Hopefully, in the future, we'll be in that time na isang doctor alam niya na lahat tapos ang dami na nalang niya gadget na tutulong na. Ano. Uh, so, parang joke lang naman yun. No? Pero parang ganun, ganun ang family medicine na baka in the future na dahil sa daming technology, you just have to have only one doctor na who, who knows everything and all, all the tools na Yeah. Uh-oh. Hindi naman sa obsolete yung ibang specialties. Definitely not. Pero it's interesting nga to look at how pop culture portrays yung concept of medicine, lalo na yun nga sabi mo nga sa future, in future setting na there's one person operating these machines. And this, this is really interesting. No? Na yun nga yung, going back to yung sinasabi mo nung una na holistic approach. Yung parang ano, very broad. Pero you actually mentioned a bit about how yung Filipino perspective on medicine Right now, I medyo parang nakafocus on specialties, if I'm understanding correctly. Yes, in other countries, Kyle, basta may na-problema ka, you go to your family medicine physician first. Mm, uh, masakitan, first masakitan siya mo, family medicine physician muna. Kahit meron kang problem sa skin, family medicine muna. In other countries, ganun. However, here, pag masakitan siya mo, punta ka agad sa GI doctor. You can say because we are in a capitalist, tapos yung system namin it, sa atin is very private because ano, it's geared into private. Eh. Hindi katulad in other countries. The reason why it's prevalent na meron silang family medicine doctor it is because it's public funded. So like in UK or in, like in Thailand or in other countries, it's public funded. The government pays for the family medicine doctor. So... Lahat ng tao sa population, kahit wala silang pera, yun, may makikita sa kanila na ano na doktor. Then, ang mangyayari na lang, it's puro referral na lang. So, our government is trying to implement that system with universal healthcare. It will take them, according to their recent estimates, it will take them 10 years na they will going to have one family medicine doctor or a primary care doctor in one community. Then, in this clinic na to, it is funded by PhilHealth. Sabihin natin mga 20,000 or less than 20,000 in that population, hawak ng doctor na yun. So, libre, yung patingin sa doctor, pati yung laboratory. Yun ang actually yung nasa universal healthcare. They will try, sana may pera sa si PhilHealth, they will try to fund yung... Kasi 
in my practice now, we have this annual physical checkup. Like my every year companies. Yeah, APE. Yeah. yeah, my APE, the free X-ray, free CBC, free urinalysis, picalysis, urinalysis sa IHE, picalysis sa dumi, CBC yung blood count. So, ang hope ng universal healthcare, like every year, a person will go to a family medicine doctor paid by PhilHealth, then there will be mga labs, like yung, nga, yung mga basic five, and then natawag nila, X-ray, CBC, urinalysis, picalysis, Then according to your risk, kunyari, if you're obese or mayroon nakita na mataas yung blood pressure mo, there are more laboratories na libre rin na paid by PhilHealth. That is something that is yung goal ng universal healthcare that they're trying to capacitate. Currently, na mayroong budget ang DOH in the Philippines, pero they're trying to start it with the government. And parang yun ang vision ng DOH na we'll, we'll see how they're going to implement it. Hopefully, in the Philippines, it will be successfully be implemented na parang, parang katulad rin ng ibang countries. Yeah, sana nga. Sana abutan natin. Tutal naman ang estimate naman nila 10 taon eh. So, baka... Yeah, yun, 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 <laughs> yun, yun ang recent estimate before ang sabi nila 2025. Pero baka because of the pandemic, hindi na... Na-push. Na-push na ano. Oo. It's, it's interesting that you mentioned yung APE. Kasi naalala ko, when I was still working in corporate full-time... Yan nga, every year kailangan yan, no? So lahat ng empleyado, get a full check-up, ganyan, sa dugo, x-ray, etc. Pero naisip ko bigla, ano yung pangkaraniwang Pilipino? Based on your observations ba, ano ba ang perspective ng average Filipino tungkol sa doktor? Kasi di ba may, may, usually nakita natin sa, sa, sa TV or sa, sa mga comics, ganyan, na parang, ah, or, or parang usually ang idea natin is, uh, ay, Okay lang naman to, kaya ko namang tiisin, hindi akong magpapatingin muna sa doktor kasi magastos, kasi ganyan. Kasi hindi pa naman ganun kasakit. So, based sa observation mo, ganun pa rin ba ang pananaw ng Pinoy sa doktor? Or mas marami na ba yung open na kumonsulta sa doktor kapag may nararamdaman sila? Oh, okay. So, you know, uh, I lecture to many companies about the concept of APE. Part of being a primary care physician, what part of my work is being a manager ng mga clinics. So, That, that is mostly my work, no? I've been managing mga clinics and addressing mga health issues sa mga companies through mga like uh, annual physical and screening. So parang annual physical exam is a concept in primary care na tinatawag namin mga primary care screening. Now, yung back to the companies, no? Actually, from my observation and from my feedback and in general, ano, The, yung Pinoy's kasi still view the doctors and the health as something na if yung may nararamdaman ka, doon ka lang magpapatingin. Unfortunately, ganun pa rin tayo, no? That's why they're trying to address in the universal healthcare na maganda sana kung every year or every one to three years magpatingin sa doctor kasi yun yung ideal. Now, there is a law in the companies that you have to undergo annual physical examination na required pa ng mga LGU at saka dole na kailangan mag-annual physical exam ka sa mga companies. And through that, doon lang na-address yung primary care screening for the population. So, parang nangyayari, there a clinic that handles mga corporate health. So, you can see that These people, these employees, na-address lang yung kanilang health concerns because with ano, sagot ng company. It is a requirement for the company to do it either for pre-employment or because for annual uh, uh, health. Kung walang ganun, 
kung walang company na magsasagot ng annual physical of that person, hindi magtitingin yung person na yun sa ano. So unfortunately, kung walang law about annual physical examining company, sobrang, sobrang, sobrang baba pa yung magpapa-annual physical and magpapa-annual primary care screening. Because of the law about the annual physical exam, thankfully kahit pa paano, may portion ng population in the Philippines who undergo health screening. Health screening is a very important aspect of primary care eh? kasi you have to know what are your health condition and monitoring it. So unfortunately, pag tinanggal mo yung requirement na yun ng law, hindi talaga eh. Yung mga patients, the, yung concept nila yung Ay, I'll go to the clinic para magpa-unwell physical or yung USA, hindi, hindi mo nakikita yun. It is something that we have to change in our culture. I'm not sure how we're going to address it in our culture, although there's so many health education na I think how to address the behavior. Kasi alam mo yun, may knowledge na sila is that how to change the behavior na they have to do annual physical. I think one issue rin naman is the cost. Like, diba, ang maganda sa annual physical, sagot ng company. Eh, kasi requirements sa company yun eh, na sa dole yan, ano, na dapat healthy and monitor mo yung health ng iyong employees. The problem with pag nawala yung AP na yun, a basic annual physical will cost you around 400 to 500 pesos. Maybe for some, it is quite expensive. And that, that is what is addressing yung sa universal healthcare na lahat ang magtitingin sa isang family medicine doctor or primary care physician ay sagot na ng government. Universal healthcare hopes na because it's libre na, magpapatingin na sila. Kasi na yun, hindi sila nagpapatingin because one, Because maybe of the behavior, the perspective about health, and two, yung cost na. Mm-mm. Doc, okay lang. Matanong ko lang din. Nakirus ako kasi habang nag-explain ka, biglang pumasok yun. No? Bakit nga ba importante or bakit nga ba maganda na magpatingin ako sa doktor kahit wala naman ako nararamdamang sakit? Let's go back to primary care. No? Primary care, the one concept of primary care is prevention. And one way to do prevention is to do ano, uh, health screening. So annual physical and including those mga procedures and tests are part of the screening. So maraming mga tinitingnan. I'll give examples on why it is important na wala ka namang nararamdaman. One aspect of looking sa annual physical is the weight. Ideally, you can monitor the weight. So habang uh, every year nakikita mo kung tumataas siya o bumababa. So... As a doctors, pag tumataas yung weight every year, so kailangan mo address yun. No? Kasi kailangan mo sabihin sa kanila na the heavier you are every year, there are more risks that you are going to experience. So aside from the weight, yung blood pressure, so monitoring of blood pressure every year, it is important kasi... So many people, they experience BP check lang if they have, ex- ano yun, mataas na, may nararamdaman na. So it is very important to check your BP at least once a year. And nagagawa mo yun sa annual physical. So yun yung maganda. No? So parang every year pag tumataas ang BP, at least mamonitor yun at saka nachi-check. So parang ideally kasi pagdating sa maganyan annual physical, There is one clinic or one doctor who is monitoring you. So parang kunay, for five, five years, malalaman ng doctor yung progress or di lang progress, yung parang worsen ng, ng mga nararamdaman mo. Tapos marami pa sa annual physical. Yung maganda doon, you can check so many things eh. Like mga kunay sa cancer, iba yung mga bukol. 
for like for women, the benefit of an annual physical is the, for the check sa mga breast nila kung may bukol sila. So, marami ka naririnig na nagkakaroon ng cancer dahil napababayaan. Parang napababayaan nila yung kanilang bukol sa breast or even sa bukol sa thyroid. So, maraming ganun. No? So, there are so many things na pwede makita sa primary care screening or annual physical para to the point na hindi na mag-worsen siya. So, it is a very good for prevention for mga cardiovascular and cancer-related diseases. Maganda ma-address ng, ano, ng, ng primary care. Oo. And from what I know, yung mga cancer cardiovascular, yan yung ilan sa mga leading causes of death din talaga. Not just in the Philippines, but I mean, particularly in the Philippines, nababasa ko yan. Pero also rest of the world, ganyan din talaga eh. Mm. And yun na talaga yung parang focus ng isang monitoring sa isang person na through the years. And yun yung talaga important sa annual physical exam na pwede makita na. Kaya nga sana mas maging mas affordable nga ang ano, no? Kasi tama ka doke. Eh. It's one thing nga na antayin mong, ah, may maramdaman ako tapos biglang too late na pala, no? And it's another thing na makita mo siya bago siya lumala. Mm, yun nga yung maganda sa like example like for hypertension sa matasang BP. Ang problem ng maraming matasang BP, nalalaman nila sobrang taas na from kunwari 170 over 110. Sobrang taas na yun. Maganda sana kung 130 over 90 pa lang, 140 over 90 pa lang, nakita na siya eh, ng isang doktor eh, and nabigyan na siya ng gamot or na-address na yung kanyang hypertension through weight loss or diet, ganyan. So, maganda sana kung address nung, nung time na yon Because ang problem kasi, if you don't address early on, marami na na nangyari. Eh. Like, if you have hypertension and for, kunwari, 10 years, 15 years, hindi mo na-address siya, ang dami na nangyari sa'yo, like, Hypertension, yung mataas sa BP, affects your heart, it affects your kidney, it can cause you stroke. So, ang daming, kung address mo lang siya years from the first uh, time na na-experience ano, na, na mo, eh, parang marami na, na nangyari. Like sa diabetes rin, for example, if you catch the, your diabetes early on, mas ma-address mo siya. Unlike kung sobrang late mo na, ma- na nalaman, kunyari, your 40 years old, pero 30 years old, may diabetes ka na pala. So, imagine mo from 30 to 40, ang dami na nangyari sa body mo. Diabetes has affected your heart, diabetes has affected your kidney, and maraming laboratory that there are tests for the heart, there are tests for the kidney. Makikita mo lang yung effect na yun dahil matagal na siya. So, kung early on na-detect na yung diabetes mo, pwede na ma-address yun guys hindi na siya magiging malala. Kunyari, yung example nila banggit ko, there are tests for the kidney. Pero, to see the impact sa kidney, ibig sabihin, malana na yung diabetes mo. So, parang, medyo late na. Medyo late na yung pag-address mo ng diabetes mo dahil may effect na sa kidney. Eh. So, ibig sabihin, matagal na yung years na na yung, ano, yung diabetes mo na hindi mo na-address. And that is the hope na mangyari sa mga annual physical examination and sa primary care consult na hindi mangyari yun yung ganong magkaroon ng complications. Yun ang natawag doon eh. When we detect disease like hypertension, like diabetes early on, ang iniiwasan na lang natin yung mga complications. Complications like sa heart, like a heart attack, complications okay. sa ating nervous system or sa head, di ba? yung mga stroke, tapos complications sa mga kidney, baka magkaroon ng 
kidney failure, kailangan mo mag-kidney transplant. So, yun ang iniiwasan natin yung ganung ano. Mm. Kanina, you, you were talking about the universal healthcare and basically the state of the healthcare system here in the Philippines. Can you maybe share a few more of your thoughts in general about yung current state ng healthcare dito sa Pilipinas? Siguro, if you have any ideas then on what we should be improving or ano yung nakikita mo ngayon na talagang malaking gaps natin? Or in general ba, kamusta ba ang healthcare sa Pilipinas? Well, yung healthcare natin is very heavy on privatized. This one, very heavy sa specialized na, no, na medicine. So, kulang ang primary care and public health. Dalawa yan eh, primary care and public health. And nakita naman natin sa COVID na sobrang kulang tayo sa investment in public health and primary care. We're so heavy with the hospital. That's why if you see during the COVID, puro hospital ang pinapag-usapan. Wala kang masyadong naririnig pinapag-usapan kung how the clinics would address the problem sa COVID or the mga primary care physicians would address ang COVID. Puro hospital, hospital, hospital. Parang, although I've seen some improvement in the, uh, the government risk, parang nakita ng government naman na kailangan ng community and ng primary care nga sa during this COVID, yung importance niya. Actually, in terms of primary care and universal healthcare, marami nang parang vision yung Philippines, marami mga doctors who try their best to improve the healthcare in the Philippines. The problem lang talaga is the health financing. Parang kailangan talaga ng pera. Kasi doon na lang magagalaw. Eh. One example, walang pera sa may... Being a primary care physician, kunwari sa aming practice, walang pera. So, ang maraming pera are the specialists. That is one. If you pay the primary care physician well, like in other countries, maganda yung bayad sa kanila. And yun na, that is, uh, that is one example they improve the healthcare system. Basta, uh, the problem is there's really need a lot of financing. If you look naman sa universal healthcare, more or less, it is in the right path. However, is the implementation. The problem will be the implementation. And di ko alam kung paano nila ma-implement well because in our government, nakikita mo na ano eh, maganda yung goals ng government natin, ang ganda ng protocol. It's just that how we implement programs, how we implement a system na medyo may pagkukulang. Maybe it's in our culture or something, pero parang kulang medyo hindi tayo systematic sa ating Hopefully, ma-address lang natin yung how do we implement, manage, and finance. Ma-achieve natin yung goal natin sa universal healthcare na ma-address yung primary care ng, sa Philippines. So, yeah, I definitely agree with yung paglarawan mo or pag-describe mo sa mga issues or maybe gaps sa healthcare system ng Philippines. And... I just want our listeners to know na si, actually si Doc Alex, meron din siyang work with the Population Commission. Meron siyang mga engagement with the Population Commission that I think you guys would like to hear about. So Doc, can you tell us a bit about that? Okay, sige. So, tiba I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm a primary care physician. And we discussed heavily on health screening, on primary care. But there's so many aspects about uh, primary care that eh, we haven't talked about. Like one example that in our clinic we address is mental health. And uh, one of the advocacies of our clinic, because our clinic it is an NGO, is reproductive health. 
So reproductive health and mental health is also part of family medicine of primary care. It's a part of primary care. So reproductive health, which is part of family health, I am an advocate for reproductive health and family planning. Through our the partnership with Commission Population and Development, we partnered to do implement family planning programs. Because the problem here in the Philippines, so many women, pati mga men rin, but so many women have no access and finance to avail family planning methods. So, yun yung address ng reproductive health law. Reproductive health law wish na to increase the access and provide service sa mga those who want to. So, in my partnership with Popcom, we help deliver mga family planning methods na lalo na, na mahirap sa mga ibang clinics like surgical procedures and mga highly specialized procedures na ino-offer ng clinic namin. Kasi there are so many reproductive family planning clinics in the Philippines ang ino-offer lang nila ay pills, injectables. There are very few clinics that offer mga implant. But I, I think in the country, we're the only clinic that offer vasectomy and ligation, bi- bilateral tuba ligation. So I'll explain yung ligation at saka vasectomy. No? Pag sinabi mong tuba ligation, so fallopian tube, tinetali siya para hindi lumaan yung egg. Si vasectomy naman, ikinakat na tube sa may testis, yung ating, ating scrotum, diba may... May mga tube dyan na dumadaan dyan yung sperm. So, kinakat lang niya yung, yung daluyan ng sperm to the seminal fluid. So, kunyari nag-ejaculate yung isang, ayun, isang male, nag-ejaculate. May makikita siyang semen, pero walang laman na sperm cell. May semen pa naman, pero walang sperm cell na lum- Ay, kasi nakat yung line na saan dumadaan yung sperm cell. So, It is a partnership with Popcom to address the reproductive health uh, needs of the family. Kasi ang daming gusto ng family planning method, lalo na yung surgical method like ligation at saka vasectomy. Not all hospitals offer this. Eh. There are very few hospitals offer this. Pagdating sa clinic-wise, yung clinic lang namin ni Popcom has availability of having vasectomy and bitubal ligation. Now, libre siya for the public. Mm-hmm. I think yun yung pinaka ano diyan ano yung yung nabanggit mo yung accessibility and yung cost and here we are a partnership that allows the average Filipino to avail these services at no cost. So ang ganda. Uh doc, what if someone wanted to reach out to you? Siguro two questions. If someone wanted to talk to you, get your thoughts on family medicine, maybe talk to you a bit more about what you do and if they wanted to get a consult or a schedule for these reproductive health initiatives, what would be the best way or ways to contact you? Okay, pwede naman sa email ko. I can mention my email, alexligarda at friendlycare.org. Friendlycare is my, ano, is where I work. It is a private NGO clinic who serves family health and yun nga, reproductive health. And meron rin kaming uh, mental health rin, ano. For those who want to schedule procedures, family planning methods, like you know, anyone who's interested, oh, anyone who already is listening or is interested on mga bitubal ligation or vasectomy, 
they can email me or they can go to our Popcom Family Wellness Clinic Facebook page. They can message us in our Popcom Family Wellness Clinic page para for scheduling. Or those who want to have yung ganung klaseng mga family planning surgical procedures. Alright. And siguro yung last question ko na, which is what I ask every guest, no? If merong mga nakikinig dyan, maybe there's students who are deciding kung anong gagawin nila sa, sa future nila. Maybe they're just people who are really interested and maybe who want to follow your footsteps as someone who practices family medicine. Ano yung advice mo para sa kanila, lalo na if they want to practice here in the Philippines? I think yung parang passion to help people lang. Like, uh, you don't have to be a smart person. I'm not a smart person na uh, palaging... Laging pasang-awa ako sa med school, ganyan. Palaging hindi ako smart. Parang, parang passion lang na you want to help people. And there's so many, many ways that you can help. Eh. And if you're interested that uh, you have an impact with the community, if you're interested into prevention, eh, kasi there are some people, they get their parang passion na uh, parang from surgery na laki ng bukol na tanggal nila, nag-change yung buhay ng person na yun dahil natanggal mo yung malaking bukol sa kanilang katawan. So, may gadong taong passion, pero kung may passion ka naman na you would like to have an impact in the community, you have a passion na you want to do prevention programs na hindi na tumasang kanyang blood pressure, if you want to have an impact sa community na kunyari sa isang company, napabawasan mo yung sino may high blood doon sa, sa mga nagtatrabaho doon sa office na yun, Family medicine, uh, primary care physician, it is a specialty that you might get interested in. Right. So I just want our listeners to know that even though Doc Alex says that he's not very smart, for for the longest time that I've known him, he's one of the most insightful people na nakilala ko. Na, ev- na anything na pag-usapan namin, meron siya nasasabing maganda, malalim at napapaisip ako. So Doc, as a podcast host and as your friend, thank you so much for coming over and sharing your thoughts your experiences, your expertise dito. I learned a lot from you. More than I thought I could learn. Kasi nga, madalas naman tayo mag-usap. And I really hope na, you know, you might be open to returning to the podcast at some point to share more of your knowledge with our listeners. I'm very interested naman. Yun. So, yeah, and thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Kyle. <laughs> Willing to impart palagi any information that I can share. Uh, so, thank you so much, Doc. And uh, take care, stay safe, and see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ask Theory. Follow Flip Science on Facebook, at Flip Science PH on Twitter, and at Flip Facts on Instagram. And check out our official Shopee store if you want to get copies of our books, Historiang Scientifico and Science Scramble. Stay curious!